My name is Susie. I have three children, the youngest of whom struggles with anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation. I never thought this could happen to me, and I miss the signs. Being a parent is really hard, but I'm here to help. I'm talking to other parents and experts to help you with the struggles that your kids may face. I want you to know that you are not alone and there is hope. I'm not a physician, therapist, or counselor. I'm just a mom. I want to see you smile again, take away that pain in them clouds I keep covering up the sun. On this episode of Just a Mom, I am honored to be joined by two fine gentlemen here who are just dads, but way more than just dads. I have Brad Holdhusen and Tom Herzog, and they are going to talk today about the Fathers Club. Thank you guys so much for being with me today. Thanks for having us. Excited to be here. Absolutely. So if you guys would just start off by telling me a little bit about yourselves. Tom, you want to start? Yeah, I'm Tom Herzog. Been in the community now. I was just trying to think. It must be 20-some years now. Uh, two kids. Been married for over 30 years, 32 years now. And uh, I've been a part of Father's Club, what, Brad, four or five years? Yeah. I'm trying to go back. Time flies. So yeah. you put a pandemic in there, and it makes it really feel <laughs> like it's long. For sure. Okay. And what do you do for a living, Tom? Uh, I work for a technology, a healthcare IT company, and we support um, healthcare providers, especially in the mental health services field, uh, behavioral health, addiction treatment, family, child and family services. We're very cause-connected, so not only do we uh, get to help those who are helping others, uh, we're very passionate about being part in, uh, of the solution as well, engaging in volunteerism, uh, being an advocate, uh, driving awareness and action as well. Thank you. All right, Brad, your turn. All right. Um, the quick and dirty. I'm a South Dakota boy born and raised, went to school in Minnesota, and have now lived in Kansas City. I had a short stint in Chicago, but we, uh, my wife and I moved here when we were pregnant with our second in 2002. Um, so we've been here a little over 20 years, and um, I work in the financial service industry. So I'm a numbers and people junkie. I love both. And then uh, on the Father's Club side, um, started this August of 2018 um, with my good friend and confidant, Vince Stevens, and um, and we'll get into it. But uh, very, very passionate, put a lot of time and effort into that on a weekly basis. So, Well, let's just jump right into that. Tell me a little bit about the Father's Club and <clears throat> what it is and why it exists. Sure. Um, Tom will put a little, probably a little better, more meat on this bone, but, um, the quick version, um, Vince and I originally had a conversation, um, about being intentional as dads that then moved to a meeting with, um, our administrator and principal, uh, Scott Bacon at Blue Valley high school, um, who's a phenomenal intentional leader. Um, and there were a couple other individuals, our football coach and our athletic director at that time, Matt Ortman, athletic director, and Alan Taro, our football coach, and myself and Vince and the three of them sat in a room. And, and essentially, I remember saying, guys, I don't know what this is going to look like. Um, just know that we as dads want to be intentionally involved in this community, in our kids' lives, in your administration, in the teachers' lives, from the standpoint of figuratively and literally seeing us lock arms as dads around this school building, around this community. Um, and we are here to find out from you what you think that would best look like here in 
2018 at the time. And they continued Scott Bacon's first words out of his mouth or close to first words were, he goes, guys, we are losing our kids. And as Vince would say, he took that as they're transferring out. What's going on? Um, it was essentially to depression, anxiety, opioids, um, school refusal, a lot of issues that were happening in the school community that he as an administrator saw evolve in not such a great so in not such a great way over his 18 years of, of being a principal. Um, and that was the quick quick and dirty version of how Fathers Club spawned. We thought it would just be at Blue Valley High School. And now as we sit here today in October of 2022, um, we're in 24 or five schools, give or take, six school districts and just crossed the Missouri border with plans to continue to see where this leads, not where we lead it, but where it leads. So. That's incredible. Four years ago, and this was just a little grassroots idea, and now <laughs> all of these groups later in all these different schools throughout the Kansas City metro and beyond. Yeah, yep. Wow. So, Tom, yeah. what's, when did you kind of get looped into this Father's Club situation, or did Brad yeah, like, stalk you and yes. tell you? It's you a know. great question. <laughs> I didn't know what I was signing up for, honestly, so... I'll give you, uh, let, let me start about what I think it means to many of us and then how I uh, got plugged in or pressed in, if you will. Uh, we have a slogan, you matter right here, right now. And that's a powerful statement because what it means is to, as a dad, to your kids, your loved ones, to friends and community, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be there. No matter what's going on, no matter what's going down. I'm going to be present. And I think so many times dads are looking for an invitation and wondering if they fit or maybe thinking that they don't fit. And what Father's Club says, we're done with that noise. We need to be engaged. We need to be participants in our own kids' lives, in the community, and with other dads to make a difference. Community, families, neighborhood, school is a team sport. And this is all about, Brad said it well, linking arms and coming together to make a difference. Not just in word, but in deed, in presence, in helping each other navigate these very tough situations that we find today to let people know you're not alone. We're all work, walking through this, figuring it out. We're not perfect. We're a work in progress. But together, we're absolutely better. You know, another slogan we have is stronger together. And, you know, the answers we're often looking for, someone else within our group often has. And those shared experiences, the authenticity, the opportunity to share and collaborate, create an opportunity to navigate this very <coughs> noisy world this very, uh, at times we, we don't know how we're going to get there or what it's going to take to get there to do it together and to figure it out. How I got involved is uh, there was a weight room meeting and I got invited um, by one of our uh, members, my, Michael Rothwell, uh, sent me a text and just said, hey, would love for you to show up. And I was like, I'm not going to that. And I'm not, I got other things to do. Because that's typically a dad's first response. I got a lot of stuff to do. Don't you know I'm busy? Just ask a dad. Uh, so, and then uh, talking with my wife, Mindy, and just sitting there and, and just felt this nudging and prompting. I'm just going to show up what it's going to be all about. But I'm going to show up late. I'm going to leave early. That way I'm not getting committed. And as I sat down on the weight room bench and listened to so many of the individuals talk, Brad spoke around this call to action and this opportunity to do something different. 
I think sometimes the answers and the solutions we're looking for begin within. And too often we're looking around for someone else to do it when that someone else is us. And there was an opportunity and we talked about uh, mental health and wellness and well-being. And I raised my hand and said, I, I know a little bit about that um, in the vocation that I'm in, um, in the advocacy I play in the community. And if we want to do something, if we want to be serious, let's begin with some training. Let's figure out how we can help each other because it begins with awareness then it follows with alignment, meaning how can we make a difference, and then action. And not too long after that, Brad, I think it was less than a year, we trained over 100 dads to be mental health first aid trained and certified. I thought it was going to be a complete failure. Uh, I was like, Brad, we're going to do this. No one's going to show up. It was one of the most amazing experiences I've been a part of because there was so much honesty. As these dads came in the room, we had to turn dads away because we had to keep the group size at a, a certain number. And it was a special time. And that continues through today. Mm-hmm. Mental health first aid. Yeah. Uh, I'm familiar with it. I've gone through it. But would you explain to our listeners what that is and why you felt like that was such an important thing to get dads engaged with? Yeah, I, I can begin. Then yeah. I'll let you yeah. uh, chime in, and uh, Brad. And you know, I was I, I was I was in Boy Scouts, and most people are familiar with physical health. Uh, I've got my first aid merit badge. Uh, I can set a broken arm. I can do a tourniquet. I can do these things. The number of times I've used that in my life, almost nil. I mean, just none. Uh, the number of times I've come across someone um, in an anxious state, depression, grieving. Um, uncertain weekly, daily. And what Mental Health First Aid does is it gives you the tools to understand how to best help another person in that situation. So many times the right word at the right way at the right time can be the difference with connecting them with help or missing an opportunity. And what Mental Health First Aid does is it gives you that toolbox. I'll speak in father terms. We talk about it as a toolbox, uh, make it more comfortable, that sometimes we may need a wrench, sometimes we might need a screwdriver, and hey, this is how you can help in that situation. It also forces a reconciliation of oneself at the same time and how to help manage those things. And then most importantly, with those in your circle, at home, with those who you live with, uh, who you work with, Uh, and it's an eight-hour training course. You have to take an assessment at the end, and what you begin with is uncertain. Many times people walking in, I don't know if I belong here, and leaving with, I now know how to help someone, even with the toughest questions, if someone's contemplating some very serious thoughts and conversation in their life. And it's not that you're going to be the person that fixes it, but you can help them with others get connected with the right resources. Brad, what would you say? So I, uh, Tom and I are like, you know, we're like Mutt and Jeff here a little bit. So we, we compliment each other well. I love this man as a brother. Um, he is so much more polished and, and a better communicator, hands down, than I am. Um, I know he would not admit to that because he's an extremely humble dude. But the reason I tee that up that way is, as in your words, Correct me if I'm wrong. I am a charge the hill guy. Yeah. I'm a ready fire aim guy. Grab a shovel guy. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Let's get let's get something done. Let's move forward. I'm very passionate about all this. So 
because of that, um, I, I resonate and feed off of the stories that I've heard from some of the dads that went through this. And I'll, I'll say two quick ones. So as we did the training and went through this with 100 dads and had to turn some away, and we're going to continue to push through and do this continuously in our uh, maturation process and existence. Two people stand out. One is, again, Scott Bacon. Um, to this day, whenever Father's Club comes up, and he won our 2021-22 school year shovel award. I've not yet aired this, but I've already done the podcast, and I just <laughs> haven't done it yet. I haven't aired it. Um, and even in that conversation, he brought it because, Brad, I just cannot, never, ever will I forget the experience I had at that very first session. We were both at yeah. it. Um, Scott was at it. We had, I think we capped it at 35. Yep. And as a principal to kind of crack the armor, crack the chest, come to something like that, I thought was awesome. It's the kind of leadership that he's all about. <clears throat> it impacted him huge. He was a big advocate for Father's Club, I think, after that, more so, and because of that. That was cool. His experience was neat. To hear from his mouth is even better. Second, Darren Wolf, another dad. Um, I think could bench press this entire this entire desk. You'd look at him and think, my gosh, does this guy have, you know, a, a bone in his body to be transparent and open? And and I would say this if Darren was sitting here, um, the dude came and I think turned into mush um, in, inside and out. Um, ended up. Uh, materializing in an actual situation at Blue Valley High School where he took that training and talked to a kid at the school. Um, even more so, had a situation with, I think it was a client of his over the phone, um, he would tell this way better, where he essentially walked that person through putting on a tourniquet, putting on a splint, to use the analogy that Tom was talking about, and literally helped this man talk through and get help um, who was planning something um, about his demise or his death, a suicide. So um, those stories resonate huge, and I know that there's others that weren't told, um, and I know that there are many more to come. So that's the why, um, and, and I don't, in today's day and age, might not be a super popular thing to say, but I'm just, it is what it is. You get a group full of dudes in a room, dads, that aren't really probably very good, not probably, I'll speak for myself, that are not very good at being transparent, opening up the chest and saying, here's what I'm dealing with in my house, in my marriage, with my kids. And it's not that everything goes there, but that vulnerability and transparency, which has become one of my favorite terms, is transparency breeds transparency. And so as soon as one dad said a couple things, and here comes another dad, and then another, and all of a sudden, what Tom was worried was going to be a complete failure was one of the coolest, I think, yeah, and absolutely. I don't live and work in your vocation, um, training sessions that I've ever been a part of, because you had dad saying, oh, I'm not the only one dealing with yeah. this, and I'm not the only one that has a kid that has that experience or articulates things that way, and I don't need to puff my chest out and put up a wall and pretend like everything's okay here at home. So that I think is a breath of fresh air for dads when they see it, they experience it in a room with a bunch of other dudes and then move forward and okay, so how do we cope? How do we, how do we commit to this? How do we press in? So this is one of the most incredible things I have ever heard about because you know, the whole just a mom podcast is that very thing. We're trying to bust open Right. The conversation about our kids and their mental health struggles and other struggles, because five and a half years ago, when this all started with my son, Will, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. And to hear you guys talking about as as dads 
getting together, talking about your what's going on at home, like, oh, we're not just putting out the Facebook, you know, post yeah, of everything yeah. is rosy and sunshine. Yeah. And that is incredible to me. It seems like that's a game changer potentially. Yeah, I think it's what what it's doing is it's giving other people permission around things that we're all know, we're all very aware of, but uncertain how to approach and have those conversations. It takes courage, as you know, of you sharing your story and the things that you've done with your Just a Mom podcast is a great example that when we're willing to press in and have a conversation, all of a sudden we find several others who say, I've been there, done that. And that's really what Father's Club has been about, is dads want to be a good dad. They want to be engaged. We all come from a different story, and maybe we didn't have that example in our life. Maybe it wasn't there. And we can rest in that, or we can say there's another way. And that other way is, hey, Tom, I see you do this. Why did you do this? And, man, I'm dealing with this. How can I go about there? Dads like to fix things. They, they see something broken. They want to they grab the toolbox and do it. That's really all we're doing. It's not anything special. Well, what's different is we're finding the time and we're making the time. And when you do that, and that goes back to that, you matter right here, right now. And one of the biggest things that we tell people is the best thing that you can do immediately is to be present. When you feel that nudge to have that conversation, don't find busyness to distract you have the conversation. When you're feeling that time to hug your kid, hug your kid. When you're having that time to say, let's go have a cup of coffee, let's go out to eat, instead of letting every distraction noise go there, do that. Life runs on the rails of relationships. This is a relationship organization that says, you know what? Some things don't have to be reinvented or new. We need to keep that. And that, and that's really what you hear the passion and the encouragement is, how can we press in to go do that? And candidly, I wasn't sure if dads and would press in on that topic. Turns out that they're like, yeah, I'm there. I want to be here and I want to find a way. Don't know how, but I feel like with this group, I can find a way. You're obviously filling a huge void. There's a need. A hundred dads showed up at the... yeah. Middle yeah. of first aid, and you had to turn people away. Wow, that is incredible. So, what do you see happening in the future? I mean, in four years, you've exploded to 25 organizations across the metro and beyond, and that was including COVID. So, we had yeah. like a two year yeah. semi hiatus, yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a second. But, what do you see happening? in the future with the father's club. Yeah. You know, um, great question. And in short, I'll try to explain it this way. So we have currently a board of, um, very business minded, a type, you know, driven <laughs> personalities. Um, so, and I can't tell you if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times to myself, to our group, um, even going back to the formative weeks where we met weekly on my back patio to kind of form this out. And that was, guys, we got to pull the reins. Our intentionality of, okay, how do we run a business? How do we make this work and blow up? We need to pull that back and we need to let this drive and then backfill how it grows and what it looks like. That's a really hard thing to do for a bunch of, um, in our case, a bunch of guys that want to do something, do it well, do it with excellence and make it grow, right? This is not about making this grow. This is about 
the want and desire for it to come to a school or a community to first transpire that runway to be built. And then we come because they want it, not because we're pushing it on them. So how does this look in the future? Um, we've done a flat out lousy job. I'll say I'll be the first one to say at stuff like this, Susie. So you've got, you know, you launch this podcast, you do it just with complete class and valor and excellence. Um, and as dads, we're like, how do we work social media? How do we, do, how do, I've got, I've Explain got, that to me yeah, when right. Figure it out. <laughs> I've got six or seven podcasts in the can, I think is what they say. I have yet to edit them, figure and, and Tom's been the one to be like, hold you and stop overthinking it. Just, just Let's move. Go. Here's the software. Here's this, right. Do the next best thing. Right, right. So I think it's the awareness that if whether it's this conversation or another conversation where a dad in somewhere America um, hears it and resonates with it and says, yes, that's in my DNA. I want that in my community and reaches out proactively to us. And then we have to have our ducks in a row to be able to deliver um, an executable process um, to those communities so that it's going to it's going to at this point take a desire and a need in getting the word out from around, um, you know, from around the country for it to grow. We're not going to push it. So tell me what your basic goals are, your overriding you know, theme as, as an organization. Uh, I'll give three lanes and then let you, um, uh, we do approach things a little differently. So I give the three um, and it's kids, dads, and community is the very first thing. We refer to those as kind of our core operating lanes, and we want to be engaged uh, with our own kids first and foremost and and, and, and within uh, their, their friend groups, if you will. So doing something as simple as just showing up uh, at schools. We do a lot of volunteer at, at schools, uh, uh, sometimes a study hall times and just being in there and being present, uh, handing out food uh, before the day begins and, and just giving those uh fist bumps, if you will. And that seems little, but for some kids, that may be the most positive interaction they have within a day. And I remember my first time on that one, it was very sober in in this reflection, because I saw myself in a lot of kids, head down, didn't want to look up. I'm not going to speak to anyone, very, very shy, insecure around those pieces. And I remember the first couple of kids, I didn't really say anything because I was like, hey, I don't want to disrupt. And then I remember one kid walked walked by and I said, hey, would you like a chicken biscuit? And they're like, me? And they're like, yeah, you. I said, what? And it, it was very awkward for them and me. But the smile, I knew immediately that kids are looking to be seen and um, and for us to connect with them. So those those little things like that go a long way. Other dads, we're all we're all trying to figure this out. We want to be the best dads and members of our community and friends that we can possibly be. Uh, this is an opportunity to collect, to collaborate and align on that very same thought process, whether that's training like mental health first aid or QPR or screen sanity and some of those things that we do and talk through how we navigate those things together, or it's just hanging out. It's um, playing pickleball or cornhole. Uh, we had a big cornhole tournament. Brad put on. I was like, this is going to be not a great idea. And it was. It was a phenomenal idea. Can you sense so, the theme here, Susan? Yes, yeah. So I got, like, you know, I got doubt issues. And then the last one's community. We believe that we have an obligation to be part of helping our community thrive, to be healthy and thrive. 
And that doesn't mean sitting back and critiquing or saying what needs to be done better. We have a kind of a mindset of grab a shovel. Grab a shovel means, hey, let's get to work and go do that. And I remember he had gotten a call. One of the schools needed help with some landscaping and just put out a little text message. What are you guys doing Saturday morning? And we all just showed up. Didn't know necessarily what we we're going to do, but we brought all the tools and just started working because in this time, you can sit there and say, man, they really need to do something about that or, or you know, well, who's not doing their job? We have the opposite mindset. We see, we did a Christmas drive um, uh, one uh, fall uh, for a homeless shelter uh, down in Kansas City and just put the word out there and said, hey, we're doing collections and we want to do a way to give back. And cars just kept driving up, driving up, filled up the truck, got to be able to go down uh, to a woman's shelter uh, and be able to not only give food, but clothing and other supplies. That's when community is at its best. Those three things is what Father's Club is all about. What would you add? And I would I would say, um, uh, well, first of all, fathersclub.org is our website. The very first thing on there is our logo and our mission statement. And our mission statement drives um, what I would really say, it is a broad brushstroke. Um, it's not a, we build widgets and we sell widgets and this is what it looks like. It's a, <laughs> and here's why, because, um, and I, I had to, I had to look back at a note I wrote cause th- this, I think culminates kind of what we're about. Um, a simple act can impact a community. Simple acts done with repetition can transform a community over time. Meaning this is not about you know, Tom Herzog or Brad Holdhusen or anybody else on our board. It's not about one individual person. It's also not one about one individual act. It's about a hopefully, and this is happening all over the country. This is not a father's club. Let yeah, us beat us agreed. on our chest. This is happening all over the place. It is a movement is my hope of, or an awakeness of dads to say, I'm not perfect. My family's not perfect. My situation isn't perfect. I don't need to put up this false front. I call it the tissue paper wall because the second that there's that transparency, braid transparency, the second that there's transparency in it as like, oh, you're dealing with this too in your job and your marriage and your work and your whatever, right? All of a sudden, boom, that trans, that, that, t- that tissue paper wall is busted through and here they come. So that movement, I would say, is more of the concept and whether it's you focus on that conversation on the mental health side, that's a movement. Dads just flat out need to get off their fat butts and, and, and move and press in. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm talking about myself, right? I'm not, this isn't a, and it's not about, Hey, come be a part of the father's club because you're a perfect dad and you got everything figured out. BS. That is not how this works. That is not what it's about. We're all in the same boat. So let's all press in together and figure it out together. We will screw up. I guarantee we will screw up and have screwed up along the way, and it'll happen again. But we are doing what we know to do as dads, which is let's just pick it up and do it again. How many times have you measured once and cut twice versus measured twice and cut once, right? That's what we do as dudes. So we'll figure it out, but it's a movement. It's not a one simple act. It's not one person. It's not one podcast. It's not one mental health first aid training. It's going to take time for that flywheel to hopefully perpetuate and propel. So, There are so many things that you guys have said, and I've got a bazillion questions <laughs> and quotes going through my head right now. And I think about a group of men getting together and talking transparently to each other. And I'm thinking of a quote that I saw just about a month ago uh, that was, 
Men, your best friends can't be your wife's best friend's husband. Because yeah. that yeah, that's I, pretty powerful. struck yeah. the heck out of yeah. both Dan and me. Yeah. And uh, we were with our oldest son. And who's was like, oh, wow. Yeah, man. Tell me more about, like, what do you guys think about that and getting together as men and, and like, expressing your feelings with other men and yeah. how that seems to be catching on, meeting a need. So it's, I mean, I could I could talk about this for an hour. I'm going to try to be succinct and then pass the baton to you. But Good luck. I know, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So so here here's um, that comment. Um, let me think how to best pull this together um it is a when i talk to my boys i've got a 21 year old a 19 year old and an 18 year old and i and their buddies right i'm like guys this is like flexing a muscle if you've not used that muscle your whole life or you just started using the muscle it's no different than your physical body it's going to be hard it's going to hurt it's not going to feel right so i would argue that um and it doesn't need to be hey Let's go grab a beer, and I'm going to tell you all about the the black and blues in my marriage and the issues of my parenting and how I did this to my son, which was terrible, and that to my daughter, and blah, blah, blah. It's more about if you if you dip that first toe in the water and you start doing little things like, hey, I'm, I'm not quite sure, and I'm not, this isn't, I'm not, I'm not trying to impress my parenting rules and anybody else that, but one question might be, hey, my, I found a vape or a joint or you know, something more extreme in my kid's car in their room. What do you think about, have you found that with your kids? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked me. Let me tell you what I did or what I'm struggling with. It's simple. It's, it's real life stuff that happens under more of the roofs in this County and in this state, in this area than most people are willing to admit. But as soon as the conversation starts, then the ball starts to roll and, and healthiness comes. You start to flex that muscle. And all of a sudden you get to the point where you've been doing it for a while. You're like, that muscle's strong. It's easy to do. And I think you are a stronger, more forthcoming, better man in this world and in this society if you learn how to flex that muscle and do it well versus put the wall up. And maybe that's a generational thing. Maybe millennials, 20-year-olds, and 30-some-year-olds are listening to this going, what is wrong with this dude? I do that every day, piece of cake. Well, for those of us that have kids that are teenagers and 20-some-year-olds, that's not second nature to a lot of us. So that's that's how I would answer your men question and what does this look like and how do we help and change? So, And that's great because you're exactly right. And I've talked about this in other interviews that my parents, we it did not talk about mental health feelings. My dad sure the heck didn't sit down and tell me, you know, what he was feeling and his deepest you yeah. know, <laughs> dreams and hopes for, for me or our, my siblings. And, I, I think our kids are doing a much better job, but no thanks to, and I mean, right. present company excluded, yeah. obviously, but no yeah. thanks to our generation. And we're following their lead in a way, and we're playing catch up to say, okay, yeah, we've got to do this. We've got to start talking about this. And that's exactly what's happened to me in this mental health journey with Will is once you know, Will became kind of a semi-public figure with his mental health. All of a sudden, my phone was ringing off the hook because yeah. people were calling me. Yeah. Like, oh, you know about this. You know what this is like. Let, can I talk to you about it? So this, and this is fantastic that you guys are pressing into this 
and you know calling men to step up and in all of these realms, Tom. Mm-hmm. What do you have? I can yeah, see you no, I mean, I there. think that's. I mean, that's why your podcast is so powerful because it's creating an opportunity um, and allowing people to connect on topics that aren't the easiest topics to connect on. Let's be very candid. I mean, it, it, it takes time to be able to walk into these um, conversations, and it takes a lot of trust. Two things we don't have a lot today in our mm-hmm. society, time and trust. Mm-hmm. And we've all, had, we've all had struggles to find the intentionality uh, to be present, but we've also struggled with the trust and what to believe or not to believe or mm-hmm. who to believe. I also believe that the generations have changed. I think our parents did talk about it. They just talked about it differently. Mm. Um, they may have said as a coach, get your head in the game. What, what, what is that? That's where's your mind at? What's going on? It may not always been the right way or the healthy way, but understanding that those things are very much a part. I also think fundamentally what's changed, no generation before have kids been asked to consume more information by the time they are 20 than our kids right now. Who they are, what's acceptable, who likes them, who doesn't like them, what their image is. I found out about things through notes that were passed around in a classroom, and I was lucky enough if I tripped over one, (laughs) and it may have been four weeks old. I may have done something dumb today, and all of a sudden, it spread everywhere. These are are things as adults, it took us to the time we were in our late 20s and 30s to appreciate. We're asking our kids to grow up at such an accelerated rate that I think they finally have said and aware enough, we got to talk about these things because this is causing so much process and emotion within me. I don't always know what to do with this. Not always finding the great connection with mom and dad on this. And we've got to find a better way. They know what's not working. And they're astute enough to say, we got to do something different going forward. I think some of the reactions that we thought around Father's Club, would kids accept and, and appreciate the things that we're doing, or will they just see it as intrusion? Honestly, when we first showed up, I didn't know if my kids would want me to be at the school or not and say, Dad, what are you doing here? And it wasn't that. Just the opposite. And we see that kid after kid, they may not, and I'm, I'm talking to you to, to, to the dads right now. I know you're thinking right now, not my kid, doesn't want their can't really don't they they don't want to have a conversation with me i don't even think they like me it's wrong that's the Mm. noise that's the false agreements that we find ourselves making and they're lies that we begin to believe and they do you we just have to find the courage to show up it may not be immediate it won't be easy but i'm telling you it's going to make a difference because there's going to be a time a moment when they look back and they said you were there And you may have just shown up. You didn't have to say anything, didn't have to do anything, but you were there. It doesn't take an immense amount of work to show tremendous courage to express love. And that's one of the things we talk about in Fosco. We're not afraid to talk about. We lead with love. Mm. Brad uses the term all Mm. the time. And what Father's Club is, is, hey, we're going to lead with love. I don't know what's going on. Don't always know what to say, but I'm going to be present and I'm going to be here. Mm. I'm just staring at both of you in complete awe and knowing that kids benefit from that. I mean, I could remember when my parents showed up at stuff at school, you know, they were always the chaperones at the dance and well, people were like, well, your parents were always there. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I found comfort in 
knowing that my parents were just always there. Mm-hmm. And I do think you're right. We've kind of, it gets easy to slip out of that. You know, come middle school, they sort of slam the doors yeah. and lock, you know, <laughs> throw away the key and we get complacent. And so the idea of showing up, just showing up. Yeah. Being huge mm-hmm. in, in kids' lives. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's one of the things Brad and I have talked about and, you know, I'll use the, I'll use the hug thing. Mm-hmm. And I think you you talk to a lot of dads. They're afraid to give their kids a hug. And then some, oh, yeah, I always give my kids a hug. Others, there is so much. We have more connection. I could, I could list to you the number of connections I have. I could tell you the number of Twitter connections, Facebook connections, Instagram connections. The most important connection, though, has a dad, is with your spouse and with your kid. And that connection only works when we're intentional around it. And yeah, your kid may not want the hug, may not act. They do. Mm-hmm. They really do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's this, we've, we've, we've talked about it sitting around fire pit and talking with dads, is just that conversation right there. I think we spent two hours one night mm-hmm. talking about that. As dads came on us and said, yeah, I, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what Fathers Club is doing. It may sound simple. It may be one of the most difficult things that that we have today. And you know, we've openly shared, "Hey, I'm not here to be my kid's friend. I'm here to be their dad." And there's a major difference. Do I want them to like me? Sure. Mm-hmm. Do I want them to give me high fives and all that? It's not always going to be like that. What I am going to help them is be their best self, to be their best person, and to give to others. And in return. They're going to make, do the same for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when they're adults, then y'all can be friends. That's what I always <laughs> told my kids. It's like, I'm not here to be your friend. When yeah. you're an adult, then we can be friends. So, and that's, then you get to do that. So. What would you say to the single mom who's yeah. listening I, to this? Funny you say that. I literally, um, and we've had these comments. I was this was just yeah. on my wheels when when Tom was talking. So let me be let me let me regurgitate what I've heard from single moms directly and sometimes indirectly. And if I was a single mom, I think where my head would go. Well, that's great. I've heard this literally. That's great. Well, his dad's not present, so I guess you can have this flyer or this this deal back because it just doesn't work in our family. That is a major, that's why it's a broad brushstroke. You know, we can't boil the ocean and figure out everything and do everything well, but that's an area where, um, and again, don't know what and how it looks like and how it may transpire in the future, um, but I've had many ideas come my way from other dads of, well, what about this and what about this and this and this when it comes to single moms with kids at home? Um, and I've had I've had those conversations with moms and we've leaned in in some spots, you know, kind of more of a triage situation in a couple uh, deals. But um, what I would say is whether you single mom have a, a son or a daughter or both, um, I would hope and venture to guess you want their experience in their community and their healthiness of how they move forward in life to look through a hopeful, healthy lens, regardless of the situation at home, regardless of a broken marriage or whatever else, right? Which happens, let's be honest, to be positive looking forward. That's what a male leader should do. And I'm not saying be perfect, but they should be humble enough to say, boy, did I screw up? And let me apologize and tell you how and why I screwed up. And I apologize. I'm sorry. Or fill in the blank on whatever other areas they have maybe potentially been wounded at. 
but see examples of a community, not an individual, but a community of men and dads trying to lean in and trying to be intentional and do it better. Um, and furthermore, I know a lot of dads who are single dads, single dads yeah. who've been, who've, the, the, the past isn't that fun to think about, talk about, um, they're living in it, um, in by themselves in apartments and so on and so forth. They're trying to figure out how do I press in and, and, and get involved, right? There's brokenness and shrapnel and hurt everywhere in quote unquote healthy families. It, it just exists everywhere. Um, so that's the single mom piece is a heavy one because this is not a, Oh shoot, you don't have a dad. Well, you know, see the next table for the next club. No, no, no. We're, we're here for single moms. Please reach out to us. How can we help? What can yeah. we do as an organization? Well, what I see is part of, you know, you passing out chicken biscuits and giving fist bumps is maybe for some of those kids who don't have a, a dad around. Mm-hmm. And you're, there you are being present. Yeah, I think you're 100. I took the words out of my mouth is, um, you know, when we talk about kids, dads, community, I there's more there's more broken homes divorce homes than not uh, i grew up in one and i've grown up in a couple different uh, parenting situations living with my mom living with my dad and a stepmom and uh, that's more norm than not mm-hmm. um in my in our home and i know the same is for brad is not only do i have my kids but their friends as well and some of those friends um are single parent homes and I understand my connection with them is just as important as my connection with my kid. And sometimes the best interaction that they may get in a week or a day with a with a, with a with an adult may be me. And being very conscientious of not just going and hiding out, which is very tempting to do when the friends are coming over because I'm like I don't know what I have in common. <laughs> but being very intentional to go strike a conversation. And every time I think, why did I do that? I should have just gone out and hit my office or did something like that. <laughs> and both my kids were saying, hey, it means a lot that you came out. People like it when you come out in the conversation. And again, it's one of those other things. I think sometimes uh, we tell ourselves, well, we're not wanted in that situation. And we have an opportunity to make, make a major impact in that situation, especially in those single parent homes. Yeah. Uh, Inviting them to be a part of the thing, inviting them to be a part of uh, the activities that you do. This is community goes back as a team sport. Mm-hmm. Best when we work together. Mm-hmm. How do you see the fathers, the fathers club role? And I mean, we've sort of briefly touched on this, but I want to press in a little bit more um, in regards to you know youth mental health, alcohol, drug mm-hmm. use. Um, you know, all the different <clears throat> issues that teenagers are dealing with. What specifically? So one of our, the community lane out of our three lanes, mm-hmm. um, that's intentional around we are a gear that does a certain thing, right? Father's Club is a gear that does a certain thing. There are other gears spinning and working that are very well lubricated and working well in the community. So we're not going to reinvent those wheels, but rather try to be winning their sales and press press people, families, other dads to them um, as a resource that they may not otherwise know about. Two of those resources here in Johnson County, David Roberts with Crossroads. Um, that is a, uh, I'm going to get the wordage wrong, but it's an inpatient paid program, I believe, for drug and alcohol abuse. For um, And then um, uh, Max Muller with, uh, oh goodness, it's going to come to me, Crossroads and Full Circle. 
Full Circle is a free one, um, very well uh, nonprofit, very very well established here in Johnson County. Um, and I personally know some families and some kids that have gone through that and have seen meetings, phenomenal things. I've been to support meetings with parents just to see and absorb um, phenomenal resource in this area. And I guarantee, and I know both of those I believe are national organizations. I think those two dudes sit those two guys in this chair and have a conversation with them because they'll, they'll handle that question way better than us. Um, but that's a wheel or a gear already spinning in our community that we're going to press into. We plan to do a, um, uh, a panel with them and some of the parents that are willing from their group that have had kids go through that for parents to come and listen, ask questions and hear some really raw, honest stories about how mental health and addictions to drugs, alcohol, even binge drinking, even, you know, a joint here and there are very much linked. One either comes before the other, vice versa, or they come hand in hand oftentimes. Um, and those guys would be a phenomenal resource to talk to. Um, and again, share some rare, very raw stories without names of things they've experienced and seen in this community, but phenomenal resources. So that's, we're pressing into them and other groups like them too, because we don't know, we don't have our licenses in those areas. So there's no better thing I can do than if a dad comes to me, I'm having this issue abuse wise with my kid. Hey, let me introduce you to two guys who are professionals that can more than handle this um, in our community. What? They're in our community, these guys? Yep. And I was introduced by him by another Father's Club original uh, member who um, is just a stud of a dude. So anyway, that's awesome that'd be my answer anything to add to that no i mean i think it's we don't i like what brad said we don't need to reinvent the wheel on these Mm -hmm. things you know tim deweese mental health Mm -hmm. johnson county mental health director is a big supporter of things that we're doing um in you know tracy foster screen sandy and formerly known as start we openly promote and and push that material as this is a great way to have some of these hard conversations all of us are very aware of sitting around at dinner tables and looking at devices instead of being engaged in ourselves so i think one of the roles that father's club does is hey got a need got a connection we can be conveners and helping bring those things together we even uh, started um, offering qpr training brad you took qpr training Mm -hmm. would Um, you please tell us what qpr yeah um, (laughs) question persuade refer um, gatekeeper training uh, and it's really specifically focused on um, uh, suicide and how to have those conversations and uh, it's a it's a couple hours with an assessment at the end Um, and again no need to reinvent these things, but it's you. The, so many of the things that Brad just spoke about, and I do, the people are looking for the resources. They're looking for the answers. They're looking for the connection. And that's one of the best things that Father's Club can do is, hey, we let, let us help you connect. Didn't know that existed. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's there. And this is, it goes back to that team sport thing. We're all facing these challenges and opportunities together and a pursuit that finds us more alike than not. Mm. And if we could quit focusing on our differences and start focusing on the things that make us more alike, beautiful things are going to happen. Mm. And that's really what we're, what we're doing. And Brad talk, talked about it. You see a need, see an opportunity, let's press in and mm. figure out how we can get there together. And to use a quick, simple quote, Susie, on um, – you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, right? Well, we're not here to invent the water. Yeah. But the key word in that saying, in my opinion, is lead, lead, 
you can lead a horse to water, or you can have a horse here and a water over there, but if nobody leads them, and that's the Father's Club role and guidance is how do we lead our families, our community, our kids, other buddies of ours, um, how do we lead them it well in places that we are doing intentional things, but also in places where we don't need to reinvent the water. We just need to lead and show support and, and get them there and help them. Every parent that I have interviewed thus far who has a child who has struggled with a mental health issue has said, I didn't know what yeah. to do. I didn't know who to call. Every single one of them. Yeah. So obviously there is a gap there in yeah. terms of, yeah, we've got wonderful resources available in this community and, and communities all over the country. Yeah. And so what you guys are doing to try to bridge that gap is fantastic. And by having these authentic, transparent conversations amongst amongst yourselves with other dads, then you're helping some other parent down the road not be sitting in your chair mm. saying, I didn't know what to do. Mm. Well said. You couldn't um, have, have expressed it enough. That is... The goals in these trainings just is really in, in this mission and this passion is to let people they're not alone, uh, to walk with them, and then to connect each other with the things that can help us forward. I think every community in the country and the world needs to have a father's club. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that, you know, not but just this podcast, but all the different ways that you guys are getting your message out there that you're going to continue to just explode. Yeah. I mean, 25 in four years. I, I mean, I am no mathematician, <laughs> <laughs> but I think what started is this little grassroots effort. And Brad, I remember <clears throat> having a conversation with you in 2018. You're like, yeah, so we're going to start this top thing. the bleachers yep, at Blue Valley. Yep, High. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, and I was thinking, wow, that's a great idea. And boom, here we are four years, four little years later, 25 yeah. groups continuing to, to grow throughout the, the state of Kansas and state of Missouri. I really do believe and see this as a, as a movement that's yeah. going to continue gaining traction. So I thank you guys for just, you know, stepping out and mm. doing this because... Yeah, just like you're just like me. You're just dad. Yeah, I'm just a mom. You, you know, yeah. We're not experts, but yeah. yes, you want to make a difference. You want to yeah. help, and you want to, you know, prevent, you know, one person from really struggling, or you know, prevent one suicide. Yeah, those types of things. Mm -hmm. What are other things that I have not asked you that you would like to talk about? I, the only other we we could go on. Tom and I, I are know. you know passionate. <laughs> passion is our middle age, but so I'd be remiss to say as you're talking about growth, um, to to not mention um, a large, massive reason for our growth. A guy by the name of Randy Bratton who sits on our board, um, just a stud of a man. I could go on. Jeff Johnson, Mike Rothwell, John Hinman, um, Darren Wolf. Uh, now here that I've started to name him Todd Milner. My gosh, Todd Milner. How do I forget that bald guy? Kevin Easterday. Like these guys um, have carried the torch 10 times better than myself or Tom um, in the way that they have gone out and made this thing continue to grow and been support for communities, dads, administrators, principals that want it at their school. Those guys are tip of spear. Um, so I'd be remiss not to mention that. Um, and their leaders, like that's the, not to beat the, the drum on this, but 
So it, my hope is that anybody that's a dad listening to this podcast resonates and has the leadership abilities and skills. Uh, doesn't have to be perfect to say, I want to bring this here and reaches out to us through fathersclub.org. Um, we've got an info button. <clears throat> and I'm one of the three that monitors that incoming traffic, and we'll get you in touch um, with one of those studs. Um, and we've got an unofficial, it's not an official chapter in Jamaica, but it is happening. Oh, you're worldwide. And, and, and that is not, well, I wouldn't say that. I hey. would. I know Milner and, t- and Bradwood, but that's, yeah. that's just the type of great dudes they are. But that is because that dad in Jamaica had a heart for the same thing, did a Google search, even to the name Fathers Club, conceptually, wonder if there's anything like, and wow. finds us, reaches out on our website. So that's a perfect example yep. of it's needed in Jamaica is the fatherless nation is what mm. they're known as. And um, this this man's got a beautiful heart and he's he wants to bring it to Jamaica. So we're... We figure out a lot of stuff on yeah. the fly. It's kind of duct tape and, bop, and, and right. popsicle sticks at times, but um, that's the only, that's the last thing I'd say. I wanted to give those guys kudos because um, phenomenal dads, phenomenal leaders, phenomenal intentional men that have um, just been the heart and soul and foundation behind this organization. So, I'll I'll do a myth busting on a couple of things because okay. I don't think you've missed anything, um, I, and it's really on two different thoughts. Sometimes people will hear and talk or see the website and say, man, they've got it all figured out. They don't need help. Everything's going well. Couldn't be more wrong. Uh, this is a volunteer organization. Uh, this is just something we do out of who we are. And every day presents new challenges and opportunities. And we need more people pressing in. And to that dad, uh, to that uh, person out there uh, who says, um, I want to figure out a help, but they don't think they need help. We, we need a lot of help. Mm. Uh, press in. Um, hit the website. Um, follow. I'm assuming we'll put links or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and we'll get you connected. I also want to speak to another myth around a similar thread, and that's to the dad who says, I need to get things together in order before I help. I don't have it all together. I know I need to, I need to work on some things. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. You're in the right place to jump in right now. You don't need to wait for anything. You don't need to, uh, I need to be able to uh, work on having a better relationship and connection. We will do that together. We'll each inspire each other towards that path. Press in now. There is no better time if your heart is prompting you now to action. Don't waste the opportunity. It's happening for a reason. If you need to talk to your kids tonight, do it. Don't wait till tomorrow. If you need to have a conversation with another dad, a family member, do that tonight. If you need to start doing things, step in, press in, grab a shovel, make a difference. You will not regret acting on the prompting of the heart. That's what Father's Club is all about. I'm blown away, you guys. This is amazing. Uh, It's an honor to know you both. Um, It's an honor to talk to you about this and just uh, to help share the the amazing message and mission of the Fathers Club. And we will put in the show notes, the the website, so that hopefully you're going to get all these emails. (laughs) 
saying, yeah, we want to start one of these in Montana or <laughs> wherever. I don't know where I came up with Montana, but... As long as there's a fly rod involved, I'll I, go there. I was say, Brad's got his fishing gear on right now, so he's ready to go. Um, thank you both so much for being here, for what you're doing, for inspiring me and encouraging me. Um, and inspiring and encouraging dads and kids um, in our community and far beyond. So thank you so much. Thanks for having us, Susie. Thank you, and thank you for the work you're doing and all the difference. You inspire us. Much appreciation. Thanks, guys. You bet. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or ideation, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988 If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please share this with your friends and anyone you think may find these interviews helpful. Thanks again for listening to Just a Mom.